on the junk drawer. And Joe, I got to be honest with you. Uh, for those of you that uh, follow me on Twitter, I'm at ORN Randy, by the way. You saw what preoccupied my time during game one of the NBA Finals. And I got to be honest with you, people, it wasn't basketball. <laughs> what a big dog. <laughs> hey, you know what? I made a promise the other day. Not a promise, but, uh, you know, I've been bored. To be honest, Cavs Warriors bored me for the 450th year in a row and about 28,000 uh, clips of sports news about LeBron versus Durant and everything. I was bored. It's the same old thing. But what caught me last night, last two minutes, uh, you know, it's a one-point game. I saw the score, and I thought, all right, I'll bite. And I did. And, boy, I'm glad I didn't miss it. Jeez, there's a lot of controversy in that last two minutes. I did see the uh, the block charge call. Uh, I, uh, I, I was just... I, I got tied up watching the Women's College World Series and the Scripps National Spelling Bee. That by the time those were over, there were down to, there was like 36 seconds left of the fourth quarter. I caught the end of it, saw the game was going to go into overtime, and I got to be honest with you, I flipped it off and went to bed because I'm like you. You know what? I, I want to say the Warriors are going to win, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Cavs do. But I'm like everyone else. This is the fourth year these guys have met, and I really don't care. Yeah, you know what? One guy who does care is the Brown safety, Randall, who is kind of hoping his, either his big tweet or big mouth doesn't get him a $77 million bill for <laughs> the Cavs memorabilia. He promised people that they retweeted his comment about the Cavs winning, mm-hmm. which all of a sudden went viral and how... <laughs> I think he's trying to figure out what happens if they do win. Uh, is he going to give a chunk of change to charity or what he's going to do? Because, yeah, uh, you don't mess with sports fans in Cleveland. But, you know what, here, let's go back a minute. Um, yeah, the charge block. Uh, oh, let's go back even one more. Uh, those other two contests that you mentioned, um, I know we wouldn't be in the College World Series for uh, softball. You and I definitely would not make that. <laughs> no. And uh, we – Neither one of us definitely are going to be in that spelling bee thing either. So, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, that's why we do what we do. But um, going back to the charge block, uh, you know, I made a lot of mentions today. I, I put my column in at community.hungryfan.com, and, you know, the head honcho, Dana, who writes a great book, especially for this time of the year, Randy, her game day cookbook, she's got all kinds of grilling stuff in there, too. So, you know, if you haven't got one yet, you probably need to as much as you do that. But um, uh, the charge block, you know, a rule is a rule, and a review is a review. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that you can review that, but it's there, and I'm sure it's going to go to the rules committee at the end of the season. Do we need to keep reviewing stuff? And I think they got it right, to be honest. I do think they got it right. Now, I'm probably going to piss off every person in Cleveland I know, but I think they got it right. LeBron was still moving. You know, you can't slide under. The NBA rule is a little different. All you have to do is attain a, uh, a position, a defensive position to take the charge. But you have to get there. You can't be moving. Uh, you can be sideways. You don't have to be squared up, whatever. But you can't still be moving. And he was still moving when contact was created. Did yeah. they get it 
yes. And under the context of the review rule, is it a stupid rule to be able to go back and review a charge block to see if, the, number one, if the guy was in the circle, and number two, if it actually was a charge block, <laughs> I think that's ludicrous. There's no way you should be able to go back and review that. What are they going to do next? Randy, that game started at 9 o'clock? Hey, let's review everything. We'll be done at 9 o'clock in the morning. Right. Just the time to go to work. No, I, uh, I, I'm with you. Listen, I understand, and, and the big... I guess the big to do, and I and, and I gotta be honest. I listen. I watch a ton, just like you. Watch a ton of high school basketball. You double that up now with the fact that uh, I'm working some college ball games. Listen, my basketball season ends in March, and so to be here now, the first of June, I I'm I I'm basketball burnout, which is a part of the reason why I don't really follow the NBA. And I my understanding of the rule is. Uh, in the NBA, for a charge, you are allowed to, what, quote-unquote, defend yourself from contact? Is that the, yeah. the way it's written up? And I guess that's the big argument with LeBron, is uh, the, the way I know the rule in high school and in college, that's that's a block all day because he's sideways, yeah. he's moving. But I guess the problem is in the NBA, he's allowed to not have to take that contact head-on which is why he was moving sideways, so he's in position. But I'm like you. I saw that. You, you saw the leg kind of, he gets over, and then the leg kind of sweeps in. And I, I immediately, I'm like, well, that's 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 a block. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it is. And, and that's any level. I mean, and to go back to the high school and college rule, hey, yeah, you're coming up court. You don't have to be squared up if somebody throws a forearm, okay? If somebody fires a forearm in there and knocks you on your keister, well, yeah, all right, doesn't matter what kind of position you have. That's an offensive foul. But in the term offensive foul, the way we're looking at that, somebody going to the rim and you take a charge, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a block. To be honest, I thought it was a block. It should have been called a block in the, in the original context, and it wasn't. And, you know, they did get it right. But I think for the wrong reason, to be honest with you. You know, I, I, like I said, how many more things are we going to review to make sure we're right? You know, 95% of the time, it doesn't matter what sport it is. These guys wearing stripes or whatever they wear uh, when they're officiating, get it right. But, mm -hmm. you know, how many times are we going to review it to prove that point? Yeah. This one that happened to be wrong and they corrected it. But well, it's, I think they got it right for the wrong reason. It's, it's not even that, but... Here's and, and listen, football replays the same way, Joe. If you have to look at it, look at it, look at it, slow it down, look at it, look at it, look at it, you have to go with your original call. You you just you absolutely yeah, have to. Let it go. And that's right. the thing. I agree with you. Let it go. And hopefully, again, this is game one. Hopefully that's what they decide to do for not only game two, but the rest of the series. Yeah. Now, let's get to the other point. Everybody wants to baste and barbecue J.R. Smith today, okay? After the gap, when he gets, he, boy, he gets a great offensive rebound off a missed free throw with 4.7 to go, then dribbles out and almost dribbles out the clock uh, <laughs> trying to control the ball. And you can see him. You can read his lips. I thought we were ahead. Yeah, he thought, he, thought right, he was well, dribbling got, out a win. Yeah. 107-107 must mean you're ahead. But <laughs> at any rate, all right, and this is where I got in my column. Uh, and, and Dana, I know you're listening to me, 
I disagree with you. Yes, I am not going to blame Jr. all the way because you make the free throw. Yeah, okay. George Hill makes the free throw. It's 108-107, 4.7 on the clock. Uh, Cavs make a stand. They win the game. Somebody from the Warriors pumps one in at the buzzer. They win the game. And, you know, it's a moot point. There was no offensive rebound to complain about. All right? So make the free throw. You're an 81% free throw shooter. Make the free throw. Mm-hmm. You know, the charge block. You can go all the way back, but a lot can happen. 36 seconds compared to four. But, you know, bottom line, make the free throw. We aren't talking about any of this except a great win by the Cavs when they were a 12-point underdog. No, I, so, I like. I, I don't know where. I think. Right. I think I saw it on Twitter at some point today. I like. Someone's like, we're, we're forgetting the point that uh, we're kind of glossing over the fact that J.R. Smith actually got a pretty good rebound, but then kind of messed the rest yeah. of it up. Yeah. I mean, and it was Durant <laughs> who didn't box him out. Right. You know, and if J.R. Smith knew the situation, you know, Durant was a little slow to turn uh, after Smith got the rebound. Hey, that's an up and under or a spin away from Durant. You lay it in, you win the game. Mm-hmm. Basically, because by that time, I'll tell you what, a couple ticks come off. Yeah, the Warriors probably still have a chance, and Curry chucks one at the buzzer that goes in. So, yeah, Golden State would have won anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I guess, where where do we go from here, and uh, what, what are we going to see for the rest of the series? Well, I'll tell you what, that's got to be a rough one because what's forgotten in this whole conversation is LeBron James had 51-8-8, and mm-hmm. and it was a good 51. I mean, you've seen guys get 51 shooting the ball 42 or 43 times, all right? No, everybody was, you know, as involved as you could be with that team right now, all right? And for them to compete, much less win, he almost has to mirror that every single night, Randy. How do you do that? Yeah. I... How do you get 51, <laughs> 8, and 8, or some some kind of semblance of that every game? And that's going to be rough. You know, he's got big shoulders, and he better get bigger because he's going to have to carry a whole lot of people if they're going to win this thing. Yeah, I, I mean. And they're already down one, too. <laughs> I, I don't know exactly what else there is for him to do. I mean. Oh, yeah. It's... You know, I mean, hey, a guy we may start hearing from again now as we get closer toward football, KKB talked to me this morning, and he said, best I've ever seen. By far the best I've ever seen. Now, he's not old enough to have seen, really seen, Michael Jordan. All right, so, but in this era, yeah, he's the best. And he showed that last night. I mean, he took a team and put it on his back and played his ass off and, you know, they were a free throw, an offensive rebound that could have been scored on away from pulling a major upset. Right, yeah. In game one. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. It's uh, now, how much, they do have a few days to recover from, from the loss. So, you know, knowing the NBA, I mean, I think we play the next game about June 15th now or something <laughs> like that, something crazy. So, you know, they'll have time to recover, and mentally, that is, and uh, go at it again. You know, you wonder, after a little altercation at the end of the game with Tristan Thompson and Draymond Green, uh, you know, if that's going to carry over, or both guys are going to be, you know, uh, lack of a better term, grown up enough 
to just go play because there's too much riding on this to get booted out of a game, Draymond. You know, it shocked me that it was Tristan Thompson. It really did. Absolutely surprised me that Tristan Thompson, you know, shoved the ball in his face, got nailed for a flagrant, and got kicked out of the game. All right? Uh, if that was Draymond the other way around, no, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. And that's a guy that the Warriors need. So, you know, one of those things happened the other way around. Yeah, all of a sudden, you may get a gift back, Cleveland, and it's going to be a series again. But, no, I think I think Golden State puts us away in either five or six games. It yeah. doesn't go to seven. I, no, it's, I, I'm thinking four or five. Okay, I don't think they sweep simply because I think Cleveland gets one in, in Cleveland. And, uh, you know, and if they get one, they might get two. But, no, I don't think that it goes seven. I really don't. Um, and to be honest, I can't think of a whole lot of people around the country except for the people in California and the people in Ohio that really, really, really care. I mean, yeah. Do they watch it? Yeah. But is that the end-all cure-all right now? No, we've got a lot of good baseball stuff going on. I mean, hey, we've got the French Open going on. I, I, bet. I keep referring to Dana. Dana, I know you're up at 3 o'clock in the morning watching the French Open. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's, it's one of those kind of things. There's other things to watch. Johnny Manziel is going to make a CFL debut. You know me. I'm a football addict. You know, I need to go to counseling or something, but I'm going to be watching it. So, you know, I was talking to you earlier in the day. Uh, are the college football schedules up for TV? Yeah, they're up, or at least part of them are. And, uh, you know, so for me to be watching basketball all the way in the middle of June, um, no, not all that excited. Hockey, yeah. yeah. I, I'm yeah, right there with you. Series. Yeah, I, I'm for for kind of different reasons, but I agree. And speaking of that, let's well we'll we'll put a pin on Johnny Manziel because I do want to. This this may be. Uh, I don't I don't know if as many eyes uh, ever will be on an exhibition football game because this is the preseason opener. But let's talk about something that people are watching. And that is the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, yeah, I think so. And just because of the aura of Vegas, and boy, oh boy, do I have Cap fans just getting all over their pregame celebrations and and all that stuff in Vegas right now. Uh, I know uh, my buddy at uh, one of the local TV stations, Victoria, <laughs> she just went off. And I, she's from Washington, and she was so glad that um, the uh, uh, Caps took one the other night. So, unbelievable. And I saw part of that pregame, and I'm going, all right, can this go any longer? So, (laughs) (laughs) one of those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm hoping the Caps win. I really am. And I know that's really ticking the rev off up in New England because, you know, there's a Vegas fan going right now. And talk about a Washington hater just because the Bruins didn't make it. Get over it. Jeez, Rev, get over it. For Pete's sake. Boston wasn't that good anyway. <laughs> Boy, I just pissed off another person in the country. Okay, cool. That's my quota for the day. Man, you're not, you're not making friends easily today, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Hey, one team that's doing real well, though, is the Red Sox, but that's another day. Um, but no, uh, hey, uh, the Cup, yeah. Again tonight, if I'm not mistaken, so uh, that'll be a good good viewing 
Johnny Manziel in the CFL. <laughs> yeah, so uh, now, again, uh, if you missed it and you want to listen to some good uh, – pods or I, I don't i don't want to call it radio but if you want to listen to some entertaining audio having me explain to joe espn plus last week is probably right up there so uh did you first of all i don't know if people are dying to know but did you go ahead and get espn plus so you can watch this uh exhibition football tonight i did i actually did because again you know i'm a junkie so i i did get it and I did notice the variety that was on it. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. The variety was pretty good. Uh, I watched the Mets Brewers game the other night when it was nowhere to be found, unless I would have brought bought MLB Pass at a lot more expensive rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's got a great variety of sports, Randy, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And I know, you know, we've had conversations about TV and especially football. Um, you know, basketball, yeah, to a point, and actually college baseball now, too, but especially football. Um, you know, it seems like all you have to do is get into one of the national networks, and national now doesn't mean NBC, CBS, ESPN, uh, ABC, whatever. It means Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports 2, uh, NBC Sports Network, CBS Sports Network, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you're a conference and you get involved in one of those, uh, you know what? You just made yourself a whole lot of money because that TV contract, People obviously people want to see this. And I know we talked about Conference USA, um, you know, the Mountain West being mainstays in a number of these networks uh, like NBC Sports Network and um, Fox Sports Network and, and things like that. So. It's not going to be long before, you know, you, Mac Randy, um, you know, the Mac has their own network. Well, they they kind of do. They have the uh, the digital network that you can get on their website. And you, I know uh, baseball, softball, uh, some of it that's not available in ESPN3, uh, volleyball as well, uh, soccer. So some of that is already out there. And I know uh, uh, CUSA is doing that now with, uh, what is it, uh, 11? Is that the network or stadium or whatever they're going by? So they're trying a lot of that. So, yeah, that's that's out there. Yeah, the, the days where, and and this has been, I mean, maybe in the in the beginning of my lifetime where, it's, you know, we'll, we use Ohio State as, as an example. 25 years ago, you couldn't watch all then 11 Ohio State football games. You could get Correct. seven, maybe eight, but you right. wouldn't you wouldn't get the right. entire season. Now, if you, I mean, you have to struggle to not find your team on some sort of platform now. Right, right. Absolutely agree, because between, well, how many, you know, you look at ESPN to start with, you've got ESPN, the Deuce, the U, um, you know, ESPN3, if you want to, you know, hook it, stream it. Uh, and then again, the Fox Sports Networks, you know, there's a number of them. And then you go to NBC, CBS. Yeah, if you can't find your team, they probably aren't on that day or else they've got to buy. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's where you can actually find anybody you want. And it's a great thing. It's almost like going to a smorgasbord and you can't can't go to the uh, food bar because you don't know what you want. And 
It's just amazing. I love it. I mean, on a bad weather day in the fall, I absolutely love it because I can stay home. I don't have to go to the sports bar. I don't have to take my laptop with me to make wagers or my cell phone and, um, you know, uh, just enjoy. So it's, 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 it's a great thing. I really do think it's a great thing for the average viewer who wants to see their team. You know, I know you made mention Ivy League basketball and football is going to be hooking into somebody. You know, that's something that's extremely new. So it's going nationwide. I mean, it really is. I know one of the um, Fox Sports Networks has the D2 game of the week on a Thursday night for during football season. So it's really it's it's out there. If you want to see it, it's there. Oh yeah, it's it's all it's all available. So that's uh, going to be. Yeah, and with the the new ESPN Plus, it's going to be some exciting stuff. So, it's just four ninety nine a month. So I imagine I'll pony up here and and buy it eventually. Well, yeah, for the for the exorbitant fee of what is it four ninety nine? Yeah, right. not too bad. <laughs> yeah, so I imagine I'll go out and and get some of it. But uh, well, did we uh, we empty out the junk drawer for the day? Yeah, I think so. You know, uh, there's things going on in baseball. Let's save that for another day, Randy, because I'd like to see uh, how things transpired. I know we've talked about batting averages versus home runs and runs scored this year. A lot of that's still going on because if you look at over-unders, you know, a lot of them are going down to the 9 range, 8.5 and and 8 range now because of what has gone on the first third of the season. It's not the first 20 games. It's not the first quarter. Now it's first third. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really interested to see if this moves on for another week, and then we'll have a pretty good baseball conversation next week. But, yeah, I think I've emptied it out. I've made everybody mad in Cleveland and New England. So, <laughs> you know, maybe next week I'll try some other part of the country and see who I can piss off there. Yeah, there is, there is one quick baseball thing I do want to discuss with you, Joe. Uh, the Anthony Rizzo okay. slide, legal or no? Is it a legal slide? Yes. Is it a dirty slide? No. You didn't try to hurt him, but did it need it to be done? No. I think I, I take exception to that because if it's a second base, the second baseman has a chance to defend himself. The shortstop has a chance to defend himself. All right? At the plate, you blindsided the catcher. You basically blindsided the catcher because he's turned his back to you. And if you take a look at it, and I know you're a Cubs guy, you take a look at it, and, you know, Elias Diaz has his back to Rizzo when he comes into the plate. So it's almost like a blindside hit in the quarterback in football. You don't know it's coming. And for that, do I think Rizzo was trying to hurt him? Oh, no. Not by any means. He's not that kind of person. Right. But do I think he's playing the game hard? Yes. Do I think he took a too far uh yeah did he need to do it no did he need to go inside like that no if he would have went straight into the plate i wouldn't have had a problem with it um could by the law of the rule it's not a dirty slide simply because he still could have gotten plate when he slid mm-hmm. um did i like it no i didn't like it but Here's the asinine thing that came from that. If you would have caught the game the next day, Randy, uh, same two teams, Cubs, Pirates, and I caught it in the middle of the game. And it was on the MLB network, so it really didn't say who was carrying the game, 
whether it was the Cubs guys or the Pirates guys, and I can't tell by voice. So the two podcasters, Rizzo's coming to the plate. You know it's going to happen. Sometime it's going to happen. Is this going to be the time? <laughs> Meaning, when's Rizzo going to get drilled in the back mm-hmm. in retaliation? You know what the score was? Pirates up 2-1 two, two to one in the middle of the game, 5th, 6th inning. <laughs> Are you really, in your right mind, trying to forecast that somebody who is winning by run, one run wants to put the tying run on base? Right. And actually, it didn't I happen mean, that game, no. but uh, the day after, so it would have been the third game of the series, they actually didn't go after Rizzo. They went, uh, I believe they hit Wilson Contreras. Okay, I thought you were going to talk about the slide at second base where, um, you know, the pitcher, Musgrave, um, slid into Baez. And Baez kind of said, what was that? And Musgrave didn't even know what was going on. He came, he turned around when somebody, what maybe it was Baez, yelled something a little louder. And benches cleared and everything. And Musgrave said he was sorry. You know, I mean, it's a pitcher. Come on, Bobby, <laughs> it's a pitcher. Right. Really? You think he really knows how to run the bases? He doesn't do it that often. <laughs> you know, he probably went in late. He went in hard. And, you know, and if Javi Baez is going to bark about something like that, oh, man. Because you expect it. You're a second baseman or a shortstop. You expect it on every double play turn. You're going you're gonna to have somebody's trying to make you eat some dust. Well, you know. So, hey, it was all good. I mean, Musgrave said he was sorry, and uh, it was okay. But, uh, yeah, I thought that's the one you were referring to, not the Wilson Contreras plunk. Right. Well, yeah, I, I actually I missed that one. But now these guys see each other, what, 13 more times? So I, I have uh-huh. a feeling it's not done yet. Well, and here's the thing. With Milwaukee so far... Well, I shouldn't say so far, but ahead of the pack right now, which, uh, by the way, was my prediction back at the beginning of the year. Um, You know, the Cubs and the Pirates, the deeper you get and the more you have to chase, you can't afford to be jerking around putting guys on base needlessly. So if you're going to do it, better have done it now. (laughs) Right. Because if not, hey, go play. That's true. Because, you know, but each game that you win is probably much more important at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it is. Well, I think that wraps it up for uh, this week. Again, uh, hopefully we'll be back with you here before too long, and uh, I'm sure we'll have more in the junk drawer to, to uh, empty out. Yes, we will. We'll look for you next time. All right, we'll talk to you then. You've been listening to Joe's Junk Tour. We're available on iTunes. Just search for us at Joe's Junk Tour. We're available on ORN Radio on SoundCloud.com. And we're also available on the Ultimate Sports Network as well at OneUSN.net. Just click on the podcast tab and you can uh, join us along with all the other great podcasts available on the Ultimate Sports Network.